This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to 2022 with myself, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today, and it's so good to be with you. I'm so excited. I know that I have not got to wish the listeners, you all, Happy New Year. So, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. May God just richly bless you and be with you and encourage you and be with you right where you are today, wherever you need Him to just come through for you. Or maybe you're feeling a lot of joy today. Well, that's good too, wherever you are. Happy 2022. It's such a blessing to be with you back on Cape Pulpit. I'm so excited for the year that is before us here on Voice of Change. And today I really want to kick off, you know, this whole January season that we find ourselves in by equipping you to know more about your passion and purpose. Now, passion and purpose is something that we talk a lot about, but sometimes we have to really, really break it down to get some real tools to know how to move forward in passion and purpose. Oftentimes we make these great big resolutions and people tend to do that as we get into you know, a new year. It feels like a fresh start. It is a fresh start. It is a fresh beginning, but we need momentum to keep our vision, our passion, and our purpose alive. And that, you know, is all about focusing and centering around God. So I've called on the awesome author, Melanie Erasmus, and she is an incredible human being who is going to be sharing with us tips, tricks, tools, but also just sharing from her own personal story, all about passion and purpose cultivating that knowing more about it what stops us from pursuing passion you know how to overcome when we've been hurting our passion because that happens too but a little bit more about Melanie and why she is the person to be talking about this you know with us today here on Voice of Change she's been involved in the arts from the age of four years old she was trained in ballet modern jazz hip-hop Spanish dancing and she is a specialist in the creative arts she's also the national coordinator for the Christian Dance Festival of South Africa and has been extensively involved in Christian dance. She is married to her husband Ralph for 23 years. They have two children and she also has written an incredible book, a book that's all about, you know, her own story, but also coming to this point where you take center stage on the stage of your life. You know, we're not just in the back and we're going to be talking about that as well. Her book is Lights, Camera, passion and we're going to touch on that you know about being center stage in your own life the ownership required the action required and everything else in between so don't go anywhere melanie is with me after this melanie i am so happy to have you with me on the very very first show of 2022 for voice of change it's going to be a wonderful time (laughs) thank you so much and firstly welcome and happy 2022 Thank you so much to you and your listeners as well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm ready for 2022. Oh, that's so ready. That's exciting. <laughs> you know, and, and that's probably where we should start, you know, saying, um, I, I guess so many people are experiencing this reality of the last two years being quite difficult. And we know that people have experienced profound loss. And, you know, even when we talk about loss, I think a lot of times people think, Oh, you know, we've lost loved ones, which we have, but also the things like our dreams, you know, uh, a loss in 
your goals, the things that you were setting for yourself, suddenly everything changed. So where I want to start today, because I know we're going to empower the listeners somewhat today, but where I really want to start is we are now setting into 2022 in this first week and it's exciting. And we kind of sometimes create resolutions. You know, we say, oh, we're going to do this, you know, but then it kind of wears off. We don't keep with the passion. We don't keep with, you know, the discipline. We don't keep with uh, cultivating any kind of intention to stick with it, you know. So how do we create and cultivate momentum sort of thing to go after what we really want in life, to go after the things that are important that God is destined for us to have? Where do we begin yeah. with that? How do we cre- do? We have to create momentum. What is what is it that we should be doing right now as we look at what we want to achieve this year? I think you know a lot of people do speak about resolutions, and that's fine because sometimes there are certain people when that's the only time that they're actually looking at goals. You know, so if that's going to work for you, go for it. But I feel that my beginning of the year is always about God. What are you saying to me? And, you know, you get all these messages on social media, but we just have to stay true to ourselves and say, Lord, what do you want for me? And so I rather prefer to focus on goals instead of resolutions um, because the resolution quickly fades. Mm. But a goal is something that, you know, you want a result from. And so there are short, medium and long term goals. And so I think that that's a good place to start because the goal is something that you work on. Um, look, it's not something you just achieve in one day. And that's when people actually give up. And that tends to be the characteristics of a resolution. But a goal and just going in and examining yourself and saying, Lord, you know, what's what are you saying to me for this year? I think that's a very good place to start. Mm, I love that, what you just shared. That is the perfect place to start. Now, an example of a short-term goal. Give us some examples because sometimes I think people who are not not natural goal setters sometimes struggle to figure out, you know, kind of people get caught up and they say, for example, I want to start eating healthy, you know, so, but they feel overwhelmed. Where do I start? (laughs) Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, how do we, how do we break this down step by step? What, what is the short-term things that we, we would need to be setting or how do we set short-term? What's the examples of this? What's kind of the median and, and, are long-term goals more the things that we want for the whole year or maybe a five-year plan? Can you give us some examples of yeah. what, are, what are these? How do we I break think, them down? I think a short-term goal is something that is immediate that could probably happen within um, three to six months. Hmm. So it could be if you have a big garden and you need to paint the wall that you've never done, hmm. you know, or if you a woman and you want to learn how to do a new dish, that is simple. It's a short-term goal. And then your medium-term goals could last till up to a year. And then your long-term goal could be about three years. So a goal, like I said, um, in comparison to a resolution is very different because a goal is something that you have to constantly work on. Mm-hmm. So short-term, um, it's that quick things that can happen in an instant where you don't have to plan for, that you don't have to save something for, you don't have to involve a lot of people. It is just you. And in the medium is when you have to get other people involved and say now, um, you know, I'm looking for a new job maybe. By the end of this year, in 2023, I'd like to start a new job. That could be a medium-term goal and you're looking at it throughout the year. And in the long term could be a family vacation and overseas trip. 
something that you have to save or something that you actually have to do some research about. Mm. So that would be the differentiation between the goals. Mm. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, really digging into that with us. And I really hope that the listeners are now going, okay, I'm excited. What should my short, medium and long-term goals be? And I think that when it comes to goals, isn't the key then taking ownership of those goals and then taking action? It is absolutely action is the biggest part of it. And the antithesis of that is procrastination. Mm. I speak to so many people um, when they saw my book and they said, Mal, you know, you actually did it. You actually wrote a book. I have so many things I want to do, but I procrastinated. Mm. And so we have to really kick the doors of procrastination down. We can't allow that to have a hold on us anymore. And, you know, yes, our situation stop us. People stop us, but you actually have to make the decision and say, this year, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm actually going to take action. And so those two, procrastination and action, should really be the two things that you're looking at and the one will feed off the other. Mm, I love that as well, because I think that so many people get stuck in procrastination and, and also linked to perfectionism. You know, you're so scared. Some people are so scared of failing or it's not going to be perfect, so they never begin. But come on, none yes. of us, are, it's, yeah. what is perfection? You know, where's the, where's the mark? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm still <laughs> trying to find it. But, you know, Lauren, I think, like, what you said there is, is, is key. It's about saying that I actually need to start this for myself. Um, you know, I had thought before I wrote the book, I thought, who's going to want to read my book? <laughs> you know, do I know enough people that's going to be interested in this? But then I just had to look at myself and say, you know, if I did it just for me, that's going to be okay. Mm. Because I broke down barriers that I had. I broke down my procrastination doors. I said, you know, I can't think about people. I have to do it for myself. Mm. And so when you start thinking about doing things just for yourself first, then all the other things shall be added mm. onto that. Mm, yes, amen, amen. Feature, feature to us today. Because you know what? That is so, so powerful and it's so, so true. I, I also, you mentioned book writing. I mean, I also meet a lot of people who want to write books, you know? Yes. And sometimes it's just they want to share a family story or they want to just oh. share something that they've been through. And I always say, why not? You know, you don't have to get a publisher and go huge and get it in every bookstore. Yeah. No. You know what? There are always people that want to hear your story. And I think that maybe that's something we throw in out to the listeners today. I'm sure there's someone listening who's wanting to write a book yeah. that's listening to us right now that's saying, ladies, I want to write a book. We're saying to you today, write the book. And like Melanie said, you know, start even by doing it for yourself. It's not about yes. who's, who's going to buy it or can I get it in exclusive books or how much is it going to cost? Start for yourself. To those listeners, I also want to add on Lauren and say, I dare you to write your story. Mm. I dare you to do it this year. Mm. I dare you to be bold and brave and strong and write that story. Finish it for yourself. Mm. Yes, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm taking, I'm receiving that for myself. You know what? Yeah. You have mentioned your book, which I think I would love to touch on. Tell us a bit about your book. Tell us a bit about, you know, why you wrote the book and also, what was happening inside of you that led you to tell, you know, bits of your story? And really, I love part of what you share. And I read it on your website that said, 
you know, step out of the audience and onto the stage, you know, I love that. Tell us a bit about your book, everything that led you to this point of writing it. So I started dancing at the age of four years old. And at about nine years old, I entered a competition and it was that point for me where I realized that, hey, dance is actually doing something for me. I'm feeling a certain way, you know, about myself. It's building confidence in me. And from that age, I decided that I'm going to take dance and make it my own and use it to change my own life. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, I'm doing competitions. I stayed for shows, etc. I saw how the different aspects of a stage can actually relate to life. And so um, the book is part one is about the story of dance, you know, all my years of dance, the types mm -hmm. of dance that I did. And then the second part um, is about showing somebody who's reading the book how to be on the center stage of their own lives. And so I didn't look at someone else's story. I looked at my experiences. I looked at what I was doing. And I thought, hey, but the, the stages of dance, and I just want to read it to you quickly on page mm -hmm. nine. Um, there's different stages that you go through um, when you are performing. And so the first thing is the audience, you know, where you just sitting back and really not doing what you should be doing. The second one is box office, where you kind of behind the door and you're still hiding behind the screen. Backstage, you kind of came closer to the action, but you're not yet there. The understudy is, you know, I've learned a bit, but I may not get that shot in life. And then the last part is where you're actually stepping onto your center stage. And so when I look at that over the years, those spaces that I found myself in, I actually related it to life. And I said, well, you know, dance has really changed my life. And because of that, I want to share that story to tell other people that we all deserve to be on the center stage of our own lives. Mm. And, you know, Lauren, yours could look different to mine, to my husband's, to somebody around me. But when you find that space for yourself where you're saying, you know, I actually walked onto my own center stage. Mm. I was the audience and I was applauding myself and I was happy. And so that is what the book um encompasses it's saying about passion you know if you have a passion work on that passion and once you start really um living that passion it becomes a purpose and you start involving other people and you start touching other people's lives so that's where i am at the point where i'm saying you know i found my purpose through this and because i have why not share it and mm. so i'm going to be doing webinars i'm going to be doing sessions with a woman to say Come along. I found my place and I know you can find yours too. Mm. Sure. Wow. And, and, you know, Melanie, as I listen to you talking, that passion, I feel that passion from you radiating mm -hmm. out of you because you've discovered that ultimate purpose and passion. And I think that this is very, very important. There's so many things. I'm sure you have met so many people as well, but I've met so many people who live defeated. You know, and, and, and living defeated means that they've taken themselves to a point where they are sitting in the box office, like you said, you know, not even close, not even backstage, not even yes. close to the stage and, and yes. thinking life has happened to me. You know, it's happening yes. to me and, and it's just happening. And this is my lot in life, you know, whereas... Wow there's no kind of real sense of like, I can take ownership of my life. I can be on the stage. I can live a purpose-filled life. And, and yes. there's so many things, I guess, that hold people back from really stepping onto that stage. What have you found 
for yourself and from people that you've met that really stops us from really going for our passions, going for our purposes in life? Mm. What do you think stops us and holds us back? I think, you know, we mustn't despise the situations that we find ourselves in. Um, some of us become so anxious in that situation that it's hard to get out. So I feel facing all of our battles, facing all of our fears, all of our trials and tribulations, when we just face it and we look at it and we say, you know, I'm here. Mm. Just allowing yourself to be there in that space and then saying, because I'm here, you know, I want to make a change and you must want it for yourself. Um, mm. There's good people in your life. There's good people around you that want a change for you. But, you know, if you are not going to say, I'm ready to step out, then nothing's going to happen. So the first thing is about saying, you know what, I'm in a mess. Mm. You know what, I've lost people. You know what, I'm hurting. I'm broken. It's okay to be in those spaces. It's okay to say that you're there, to say mm. that you failed. And I can say for myself, there's many times when I failed, when I felt, you know, downtrodden. And I just had to step out. Like the Bible says, David had to encourage himself in his most holy faith. I had to mm. step out and I had to say, you know what, I can't stay here. I can't mm. stay here. Let me just take one step. Let me just take another step. And so you continue walking yourself out of that situation. But you must want it, um, you know, and you must pursue it at all costs. Following your passion and your purpose is not easy. Mm. It's not just like a flick of a hat, you know. It's it's something that you have to work really hard at. But I'm telling you, once you reach that stage and you look back at all that mountains that you actually conquered, you can be proud of yourself. Mm. And so I just want to say, keep on moving. Keep on taking a step. You're going to get there. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that with us because I think it's so important for so many people to hear and for so many people to realize that you can take steps forward. The steps look different for me and for you and for someone listening, but you can take those steps forward. And I really want to, you know, touch more on passion and purpose when we get back. But we're going to take a really, really quick music break. We don't want you to go anywhere because Melanie is still going to be with me after this. We're going to get deeper into passion, deeper into purpose. We want to be able to help you when you leave here today, when you walk away from listening to us, to know that, how can I do this? What can I start by doing? We want to equip you today. So don't go anywhere. Enjoy some music and we'll see you after this. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today. And it's so good to have you with me. If you're just joining, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm with Melanie Erasmus and we're talking about passion. But if you tuned in, which I hope that you have been right from the beginning, you're excited, you're leaning in, you're leaning forward, you're saying, yes, I am excited. Maybe you're saying, Mel, I'm also excited for 2022. I am excited, you know, to get going. I'm excited. Where do I begin? And Melanie, that's what I want to want to ask you. You know, I'm sure you've written a lot about this probably in your book and shared this with people, but understanding purpose. Sometimes you meet people, and I'm sure you have as well, that say, I don't actually know what my purpose is. You know, I don't actually know. There's a lot of things. I, I kind of like children, or I kind of like this, but I've never been able to put my passion into into what I do, you know, I have maybe a job that I don't like, I'm trying to pay the bills. How do I discover purpose? Is there a way to open yourself up to discovering the wonderful divine purpose that God has created us for? How do we start doing that? Thanks, Lauren, for that question. It's a very pivotal one. I think um, you have to start with your own identity, knowing who you are. Um, 
a lot of us, we've been through situations where things cloud who we are, rejection, um, hurt, you know, failure. And so sometimes we don't know who we really are because we've been molded by our circumstances. And so I think the first step is definitely to say, hold on, hold on, stop. Who am I really? You know, what is my heart beating for? And I believe that God has given us all a purpose. And I don't believe that it's difficult to find your purpose, but I feel that the situations kind of make us so heavy that we cannot see through that. And so identity, knowing who you are, knowing who you are in Christ, and, you know, saying, God, you and I, we have this, you've created me for a purpose and a reason. And once you understand that, then I think it almost takes away a lot of the smoke that you're going through. And so finding purpose is not an easy road. It's a lot of self-reflection. And the truth is, Lauren, we don't want to ask ourselves that question. Mm. We don't want to face the difficult situation because we are too afraid to face it. But I think face your giants, you know, mm. and then after that you can say, well, if I love children or I love dancing, let me go to a dance class, you know. Let me look after my nieces and nephews. You won't know if you're not, if you're not yeah. putting yourself in that situation. So I I would say sometimes that I'm a Jill of all trades because I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> I've tried it. I've messed it up, you know. I got it again and I went on and I finally got to this place where I said, okay, now I, feel, I know what I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, I can push those things aside. And then you narrow it down and eventually you start working on it again for some time until you feel, hold on, this this feels like me. This feels right. This feels like I want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. That makes me think of a friend of mine. She started singing, you know, and she just felt that she wanted to start singing. She started singing and I remember her getting off the stage she was singing on a stage. It was incredible. And she said, I feel like myself. I was born yes. to do this. It's kind of like a light bulb moment, isn't it? There's just you come yes. into yourself and you feel it. And it's a beautiful thing. And absolutely. she was like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. Uh, and isn't that a, absolutely a, a, right? It's a beautiful moment, isn't it? Isn't that what God created us for when he says, I have a plan, I have a purpose, I have a future for your life. He has these dreams for us yeah. to fulfill in our purpose. Mm. I love that. It is exactly that, that feeling. I mean, also when I decided that, hold on, I can actually put everything else aside now and just do this. It was that moment of just, you feel enough. You mm. know, you feel that who you are is enough for yourself for God, for other people, when you feel enough and filled with that gift to share it with everybody, that's when you know that you're walking in your purpose because purpose is not just for you. It's not just here sitting inside. It's for you to touch the nation. It's for you to reach the people around you, your friends and family. It's to impact. So it is a beautiful thing. And once you get it and start using it and impacting people, then you know that you are definitely doing the right thing. Mm. I think that's what you shared with us right now is so key, so important. Purpose is not about us. It's about, it's about lives. It's about touching lives. God created us for that purpose. And I think that, yeah. of course, when we fulfill our passion and purpose, we feel close to God. You know, you feel that yes. closeness. You walk in step with him. But it's ultimately kind of like we would say to give it all away, to give our purpose all the way mm. by fulfilling it, you know, by fulfilling yeah. that. And I think it's it's so powerful that we realize that I remember 
quite a few years ago, was training nursing staff. I was actually teaching them English, and they were from a different country. Mm-hmm. And we did a, a purpose thing, you know, a little challenge before we got into actually training to do English. And I asked them, why did you want to become nurses? Most of them were male nurses, actually, which was quite interesting. Uh, and why yeah. did you want to become a nurse? And 100% of them said, because of other people. I wanted to care for other people and love other people. And, and, and they had mm. such a passion for what they were doing. It was so incredible. Yes. And the work ethic yeah. they had was so high, you know. And that not that the thing? When you discover your purpose, it's about pursuing that in an excellency. It's pursuing it with, with gusto and, and grit and, you know, wanting to do, do it well. No, not getting caught out in perfectionism, but giving your all to it. Not so, because you know... I ultimately feel like myself and I have so much to give you. Yes, that's right. You know, I um, I was a creative arts educator and in in the school system, sometimes a lot of teachers started out with that passion, but, you know, somewhere along the line, they just lost that. And someone asked me, how do you come to work every day and you're excited about your job and you, you're loving the kids and you're doing what you need to do and I said, because I'm in the space that I need to be in. Mm. You know, I'm in my lane that I need to be in. And I think you can lose that. Um, sometimes people are there, but they lose that because of, you know, um, just the red tape that goes around it. But I think if you just stick to who you are. And I always tell people, wherever I go work, whatever I'm doing, I'm saying, yes, I have a boss. Yes, I get a salary from whoever, but I'm doing stuff for my king. You know, mm. I'm doing things in excellence for him. So whether I'm teaching, whether I'm talking to learners, whether I'm speaking to one person on the street, I'm doing excellence because of him. Mm. And and once you have your passion and you understand that God is the giver of that passion, that God is the giver of that purpose, you're always giving thanks to him and you're always trying to be the best that you can be for him. Mm. You know, and so that we must always remember that because some people, they get their purpose then they lose it because they've lost what that purpose was for. And so mm-hmm. I want to say if you're clouded with that, you know, know that you can always go back to God because he has the blueprint for you, for your life, for that purpose. Keep on giving thanks to him. Keep on using that gift for him. And you will never grow tired of doing what you should be doing. Mm. Well, thank you. You know, uh, that was my next question that I was going to uh, ask you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Don't be. I am, uh, we, we're in tune here. We're in step. Because I was thinking, uh, you know, earlier on that you do meet people as well. Maybe someone listening who started off with that passion, your God called them to the thing. I've seen a lot of that in ministry. You know, where people going to any kind of ministry, be it pulpit ministry, you know, like teaching ministry, whatever. And eventually, you know, you're dealing with people a lot. A lot of pastors experience it. You're dealing with people a lot and things happen. Mm. There's brokenness, there's despair, you know, there's hurt, there's gossip that happens, church splits, disunity. A lot of things begin to happen. And the passion that you had for that ministry right at the beginning, it dwindles because of the hurt of this life as well, which is very real. Mm. And we need to hold, we hold space for that. And it is so important, like you said, to go back to God then and say, what is actually going on? What do you want me to know? Yeah. What do you want me to learn? How do I deal with this now? Because to get up every day yeah. and do things without a passion, it almost becomes like a place of death. It becomes dry, like a wilderness. And that's quite True. difficult to deal with, you know? So yeah. 
exactly you said to us just now, you know, go back to God and, and, and just unpack. And maybe you need to take some time, you know, maybe it's not going to just, that passion might not come back overnight, but maybe it's take some time to, to really just get that back. And I think that that's important. Yeah. You also said earlier on that walking in your passion and purpose is not easy. And that's a big key for us to know. Yes. I think also, um, you know, I have an analogy also that, that for me I've learned. I said at times you are sitting in a car by yourself. If, if passion is a vehicle, then at times you're sitting in a car by yourself, just your thoughts and thinking with God and saying, Lord, where do I need to be? Hmm. Another time you could be in a bus full of people. We're all going together. We're all helping each other. We're all moving together in purpose. And so your purpose, because it's so precious, it really has to be looked after. And, you know, um, we do need people, like you said, we need certain people around us. We need people to sharpen us. But there are moments when you need to be alone. And I think it's that private mm. space. When you're dealing with all the maybe where, where your passion is clouded, you need to go into that space again. Get into the one seat, the mm. car again with God and say, you know, I'm here again. I, need, I just need to know what to do in this situation. And so purpose is, it's almost liquid, you know, it, it can change shape. Um, it stays one thing, but it is movable. You yeah. can say, Lord, where am I now? Yes, I'm still in it, but which direction do you want me to go? So you've really got to hold God's hand and say, you know, I'm not a purpose on my own. I actually need you. Mm. So as long as we are doing that and we do realize that sometimes you need people, other times it's just you and God. If we strike that balance, then we're going to be okay. Mm. Yes, amen. I agree so completely. And the thing about purpose is that it might be a broad thing like, oh, you call to write books. But over like the next 30 years, you might write lots of different kinds of books. So there, yes. there it is about holding God's hand and saying, what do you want me to write in this season? What do you want me to write in the next season? And it may be yeah. children's books this season. And next season, it's, it's adult books. And, and isn't that sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of what we would say. It's, it's magical because it's, it's so beautiful and it's exciting. It's like a real pursuit. And I think God wants us to pursue him and pursue the purpose and plan yeah. he has for us. Yes. And God is so great and so big, Lauren. He is so creative. When, mm. when you wake up in the morning and you see the different cloud formations, how can God just be one-dimensional? Mm. And especially he's so creative. He is the creator. And because of that, we have so much within us. And so we mustn't think that purpose is something that is like, you know, you put a stamp on it and that's it for the rest yeah. of your life. God is so um, diverse that he can change that but if you just continue with the main thing that he spoke to you about so it's exactly right what you said to your writer you write different types of books and it can be in any field mm. but I think it's just that hey God you know I'm willing and I'm here and I'm listening to you staying connected to him Amen. I think that that's a big challenge we want to give to everybody listening today as well to say that you know purpose 
go back to that big main idea that God gave you, but things are going to change throughout, throughout yeah. the course of your life. You may be doing, find yourself in different things and maybe that God pauses you so that you can take a course so that you can learn something new for that new thing. It's so, so diverse. And I love that. And during the December holidays, I took quite a lot of time. I was watching these exciting like shows, you know, reality shows on the TV, but glass blowing oh. and all these different things. And I was just marveling at how, we as human beings create things, you know, whether it be pottery or whether it be glass or art. And I was thinking, wow, we create such beautiful things that we, we show to other people we do for ourselves. God does the same. He is so creative. And just with all of us, we are so unique. You know, you can have like five different glass blowers in one place. Each one will create something different. And that's how God is yeah. with us. We are each so unique and different. We shouldn't compare our purpose to someone else either. Because I think people that's get right. stuck in that as well. Yes. I think, you know, I come from a family of eight, eight children. Hmm. Um, and so it was very easy to kind of be, um, clouded by what you want to do because you're looking at everybody around you doing what they're doing. And so that was a life lesson for me in my family. Like, you know, Mal, you have your own lane. Don't look yeah. at who's running next to you. Don't look at who's in the starting blocks. You have your own lane and you continue that. And that's a lesson that I still use today. No matter who's doing what around me, if I just stick to my guns and I stay in my own lane and I remember that I'm authentic, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable in my own skin. If I continue that, then I'm going to be okay. I cannot allow myself to compare um, my gifting and my purpose to anybody else's. Mm, amen. Let's put that in our toolkit this year, you know, for everybody listening. Stay in your lane. Your lane is perfect. Focus mm. on yourself. Focus on what God is calling you to do. And Melanie, you know, it's been such a blessing to be with you today. And our time just went really quickly. And I feel, though, very inspired myself. So thank you. Thank you for being here with me today, for inspiring me, you know, in passion and in purpose, but also, I believe, inspiring the listeners as well who are tuned in and saying, I feel, I feel encouraged today, you know. Someone is saying, I feel encouraged today. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to relook at what God is calling me to do. And I'd love for you to just tell us just quickly, if anyone wants to grab a copy of your book or wants to connect with you, you said earlier on about you'll be doing some webinars this year and some, yeah. you know, things for people. How do people go about connecting with you? Um, so you can go to my website, which is www.melanieerasmus.com. Awesome. And will everybody so be able to, to get your books on the website as well? They can definitely get it from the straight from the website. Awesome. Um, and then I think just to follow all the social media, you know, you can just um, look up my name. It will come up and you'll find it there and follow there. I'll keep on posting information if you'd like to get involved. Oh, awesome. That will be fantastic. Thank you so much, Melanie, for being here today. I pray that God will just bless you. I'm excited for your 2022 to see what's going to come out of your hands and what's going to come out of your heart. So thank you so much. And I just pray God's real richest blessings over you. This has been so good to be with you today. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, listeners. Bless you. All right. So we've touched on so many good things today, and I hope that you've enjoyed being with me on the show. I know that as believers, we are often speaking about passion. We often speak about purpose. We often speak about destiny. And I know the people in my life and surrounding me have really been encouraged, have really been inspired and excited to get into 2022 and to discover more of the purposes that God has for their lives. But I'm also led to reflect, and it's something I've reflected on for quite some time, in that we can have beautiful purpose in life and we all have a purpose in life. But part of that is really, really looking at ourselves and becoming the kind of people that can carry God's purposes. And what does that really mean? Well, it means really looking at ourselves, and Melanie spoke about that and touched on it. We have to look at ourselves. Sometimes our childhood traumas or our woundedness, the brokenness we've experienced in our lives, even in ministry, even in the places where we are called to serve. Sometimes we are touched by those things and those things become reality. And when I say touched, I don't mean touched in a good way. I mean touched and affected by those things. Oftentimes, you know, God wants us to go deep within ourselves and to become self-aware and to look at what is really happening in our own hearts, in our own lives, in our own minds, in our own thoughts. Oftentimes, I've met people that pursue different kinds of purposes and they have a passion, but the purpose they're pursuing is not their purpose. It's coming from a place where they want to be seen or they want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged. They want to be loved. And sometimes a a big purpose can play into that. When in actual fact, maybe that's not the purpose God has for you, but you're pursuing something simply because you still have these undealt with issues. So in order to really discover our purposes in life, we have to look within and we have to go there with God. And that is my challenge that I want to give to you today. A love challenge to say, go deep within yourself and look at your heart and see what's happening and allow God to come and work in you. God is so, so, so interested in your character character he wants you to have a beautiful character a character that can radiate with his glory and that he shines through and so before we jump into what is it that i can do this year let us first ask ourselves who is it that i can be this year who is it that i want to be how can i have that vision last week on the show i was joined by an incredible guest devon brock and we spoke about taking ownership having a vision and then taking action And that's all about taking ownership of your life, your emotions, you know, who you want to be, your self-destructive habits, your traumas, healing through things and overcoming, having a vision and then taking action. So don't forget, it's so important to take ownership, but also to cultivate vision. And I pray that God will richly bless you with a great purpose, with more passion, healing from where you've lacked passion or where your passion has been bruised. May that healing come and know that God has created you for a wonderful purpose in the present and in the future. Until next week, I'm looking forward to having you join me then because I'm going to be joined by a very special guest who's going to be talking to us about the season of singleness and her incredible story that's pretty much kind of like a movie how her season of singleness played through and her testimony that she has today of what God has done in her life. So I'll see you next week, Thursday. Until then, take care. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.